How do you get a nation vaccinated when double-digit percentages of frontline health care workers turn down the chance for a shot? One leading practitioner says the Biden administration needs to radically change the way the government communicates about the vaccine. Here with more, the president of Western University for Health Sciences, Dr. Daniel Wilson. Dr. Wilson, good to have you on. Well, good to be with you, Tom. And there is a lot of suspicion. I don't think it's double-digit percentages of the entire population, but we have heard elements that there are people in the healthcare front lines that are somehow skeptical of this vaccine, which I guess indicates that people in the general population are. What is it that might cause this phenomenon, have you seen? Well, a couple of things. First of all, there's always a subset of the population on any subject that will have a contrary view, so that's not a surprise. And Vaccines historically have had some small group of skeptics. This, I think, is a little different in the sense that this disease was not known about a little over a year ago at all. And the type of vaccines that were developed are new. And we've never had vaccines developed so rapidly and produced in such abundance so quickly. It's really kind of an unprecedented story. And of course, the project in the United States was called Warp Speed, which sounds good, but on the other hand, it might underscore for some, was this a rush job? Is it really safe, Uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I think there's an understandable aspect to some of the skepticism, but in reality, this is a hugely damaging, dangerous pandemic with 2 million people around the world who've already died. And the syndromes in many survivors are quite serious. So the idea of a vaccine, the sooner we can get large numbers of people vaccinated, the sooner life gets back to normal. Sure. And of course, this vaccine and the warp speed effort occurs for the first time in history when more people listen to nonsense on social media almost than they do to any authoritative source. Well, that's right. And I confess to looking on social media and the Internet for some background information from time to time myself. But that's no substitute for scientific knowledge. And, you know, to your question about frontline health workers and other workers, you know, just because someone is a clinician in the health professions doesn't mean that he or she is really an expert on virology or vaccines or what have you. So you would think that they would be more amenable than the general public. And by the numbers, they actually are. Nevertheless, it is interesting to see healthcare workers in particular decline this vaccine in the face of what is a really awful syndrome. And as the Biden administration focuses on the logistics and the operational aspects of getting this all done, that is to say the distribution of the vaccines to the states, which have their own problems, getting it out into the arms of people, what do you feel they can do from the communication standpoint, to maybe alleviate some of the suspicion people have about the vaccines? Well, first of all, I think the way in which this has happened has been pretty amazing, despite all the rough edges that we're able to get this out to the people at all in in such record time. I think in that sense, the administration simply needs to refine and hone the work that's already in place. And that includes everything from the supply chain and logistics of distribution and administration, which is straightening out. I've seen it. We have students and faculty all over Southern California who've been involved in testing and vaccinations, and everyone says that the knots in the supply and and administration are, are smoothing out. On the communication front, I think that's really where we could have more impact in terms of getting the facts out, but not 
trying to browbeat people or shame them into, uh, oh, you're a bad person because you're skeptical of a vaccine or you won't have a vaccine, but simply to get more information out. And like in any communication effort, to get it out not once, not twice, but repeatedly and in very clear terms that the general public can understand that this is, by any standard, these are safe and highly effective vaccines. And yes, like any medical product or even any substance, including water, people can have toxic reactions to it. But by the general numbers in the population, the risk to benefit ratio, the, the benefits so far outweigh the risks. It just behooves everyone to to understand that. And the communication from the highest levels of the medical side of the administration, I think, uh, and to some extent the president and others can reinforce it, but to have clear statements about the safety and efficacy of the vaccine for the individuals and the importance for society as a whole to achieve herd immunity as soon as we can. We're speaking with Dr. Daniel Wilson. He's president of the Western University for Health Sciences. And in the field of medicine, when a new practice or a new procedure is established, there is information sharing, there's medical journals, there's ways that the better way, whatever it might be, becomes established. And do you sense, are you confident that whatever we have learned about pandemic management, about vaccine development and distribution, will be somehow captured because this could happen again? Already people are predicting how and why it could happen again so that we're not starting from scratch the next time. Well, clearly we've learned an enormous amount. I mean, the the beginning a year ago, there was sort of misinformation, unfortunately, even from the federal government about you don't need masks. It's not a serious risk of pandemic. And then, you know, by March, uh, that was all reversed. That was unfortunate. But as you say, live and learn. And I have to note that the medical community and all the health professions are garnering information at an unbelievable pace. You can't read a weekly issue of the Journal of the American Medical Association without having a half a dozen or more articles on COVID, whether it's technical science and and virology or policy and epidemiology and, and even health practices and health systems. So yes, we are learning an enormous amount The world got caught flat-footed by this. We hope that when this is over, or at least substantially subsiding, that we don't do what we've done with past pandemics like Ebola and others and just sort of forget about it. The difference here, though, was the speed and scale in which it circulated around the world. Really unbelievable. No one has seen anything like this for, for 100 years. And I guess in some ways we should be grateful. I was looking up some facts about the polio vaccine, and that did not hit the market until 50 years after the virus that caused it was identified. Here we've done it in in about a year. So maybe there is some good side to all of this. No, absolutely. And a year ago when I spoke to some of our faculty experts in coronavirus research, several of them said, you know, forget about vaccines. We've been trying to develop coronavirus vaccines for two decades. But what I think was different was, again, the scale and intensity of purpose that was put together, certainly in the United States and in other countries in the world, to jumpstart this in an unbelievable way. Vaccines actually were created within months. And of course, then it took a few more months to test them. So it it was just, it's really been an unbelievable story, a very positive story. And I think the fact that we have very safe, effective vaccines that appear adaptable to some of these new variants so far 
it's just an extraordinary uh, public health success story that uh, we ought to be celebrating and, you know, really cheering on the efforts to get people vaccinated. Now, I would point out, not everyone has to be vaccinated. To achieve herd immunity, anywhere from 60 to 80 percent of the population either has to have a vaccine or have been exposed and develop natural immunity. So we have 30 million who've had the illness, I think, in, in this country, and we're rapidly vaccinating. So I think in the next couple of months, between the efforts really smoothing out and ramping up and just the scale, we're beginning to see the corner on this awful pandemic being turned over the next few months. Dr. Daniel Wilson is president of the Western University of Health Sciences. Thanks so much for joining me. It's been wonderful and really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and to your large audience about an important subject. Thanks so much. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. With Target Red Card, you'll save 5% every day, in-store and online. Find the Red Card that's right for you, whether it's debit, credit, or Target's new Red Card Reloadable, which doesn't require an existing bank account or credit check. With Target Red Card, you'll get exclusive deals and free shipping on most items. Visit Target.com slash Red Card to get all the details. It's always a great day to save. Restrictions apply. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.